Hello everybody, my name is uh, Joel, and this is Adventures in the Psych Ward, and uh, I'm really using this right now to test out this app, because I have podcasting plans for the future, and I want to kind of see how it works and test it out, but I thought I would tell my tell a couple of my stories. Um, yeah, my name's Joel, and I, uh, I've spent quite a bit of time in psych wards over the last seven or so years. And, um, I believe I have very severe depression, but I also have a sense of humor, so that's good. I, um, it all kind of started for me back in 2005, I would say. I really started beginning heavy, heavy drinking, and it just kind of escalated. I was alone, I isolated a lot, and I ended up with a suicide attempt under my belt around Thanksgiving of 2014. And it began with me kind of losing, (laughs) losing my foot, uh, due to a combination of drinking and carelessness and just lack of self care in any kind of way. I let my foot get to a point where there was nothing to be done. There were like, I was, it was two and a half years and, 26 different hospitalizations they were finally like let's probably take that fucking foot off bud and I was pretty sure I was going to kill myself anyway so I said yeah go for it because they had offered me drip dilaudid for that night and if you've ever had IV dilaudid it feels pretty terrific so I was just like yeah let's let's party but uh the funny thing was my foot never really hurt like that's why I didn't take care of it right away because I have neuropathy in my feet and that's like a nerve disorder where just I feel pins and needles all the time I don't really feel pain and yeah they they cut my cut my leg off and that was or cut my foot off that was a different story that was that was shattering pain that was apocalyptic pain and the dilated did nothing it didn't get me high it didn't make me happy just I was screaming all the time but uh I spent three months in a rehab to learn how to walk again and it didn't really happen for me because the pain was so severe so I'm I'm wheelchair bound at the moment and for the considerable future but I don't know I've gotten used to it I'm not saying cry me a river or anything I'm in a wheelchair it's just who I am now and that's fine but from that from that rehab they had to send me somewhere and I had lived in an upstairs apartment before that and I had nowhere to go so they they mentioned the possibility of a room and board and if any of you folks are familiar with a room and board it's a pretty dismal situation I uh I ended up in room and board. I live in Sacramento, California. I lived in a room and board near here where I lived with four other guys. And my roommate was a champion caliber masturbator. Like, I, I'd just be watching a movie and I'd hear slapping meat about twice an hour. I'd be like, hey, Mike, could you keep it down over there, bud? That's pretty rough to listen to. And he would yell at me, and it'd be fun, and I had a good time. But I was there over Thanksgiving of 2014, and the board part of Room and Board says that we get food as part of it. 
And our Thanksgiving dinner for that night was four hot dogs to split between five individuals. And that was the moment where I was just like, you know what, guys? Uh, why don't y'all y'all indulge? Why don't y'all each have one hot dog and I will kill myself tonight. And that'll be that. And so I gave $40 to one of the other gentlemen. And I was like, if you go to the store and get me the cheapest big bottle of vodka they have, you can keep the change. And he went to the store for me, got a big-ass bottle of vodka, and I drank that bottle of vodka, and along with it, 97 Ambien. I counted until I was unconscious. And I woke up in the ER uh, with an armed guard watching me. that That was new to me. I woke up with an armed guard, and I was like, what's this about? And he's like, you're on a 5150, bud. And I was like, what's that? And he said that, like, I was on a 72-hour involuntary hold. And I was, the first thing I thought was, like, I tried to kill myself. And I have to tell my father this, who is my favorite person in the world. And it would crush him to know that I did this. So I kind of held back on that. I'm like, I don't want to call my dad. I still want to be dead. Like, I'm, I wish I didn't wake up in this fucking hospital right now. But, uh, so I tried real, real, real smart inside the hospital suicide methods i tried slitting my wrist with the uh with the little little wrist bracelet they give you that little plastic thing i tried cutting that into my wrist real hard until i just scraped myself up and i was like that fucking hurts and i'm not doing anything and i tried to jump out of my bed onto my head i was like if i if i land this just right i'll break my neck and snap my neck and that'll be that And I bounced and landed off my hard-ass head and bounced right into the wall. And I didn't even hurt myself. Like, it did... Not only did it not paralyze me, like, it didn't even hurt. I was just like, that was fucking dumb. And the armed guard looked back. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And I'm like, I just fell out of bed. Like, it's nothing. Like, I'm sorry. Like, could you go get a nurse? I kind of hurt my head. And he's like, yeah. And he went to get a nurse. And in that time, I took off my gown. And I tried to wrap it around my neck and tie it to my bed and that's when they came back and found me i was (laughs) i was buck naked tying my gown to the side of my bed to hang myself off of and they were like jesus christ dude what are you what the fuck are you doing and they uh they chained me to the bed not chained me but like restrained me to the bed and i stayed there for about 10 hours before they found a place for me like a, a psychiatric hospital And pro tip for anyone who needs help and needs to go to a psychiatric hospital. You don't need to go through the ER. They tell you you do, but you don't need to. I've been six times now. Thanksgiving's a trigger for me. I just got out recently. I've been about six times now, and only once have I been to the ER. Every other time I've gone straight to the hospital, and they let me in. They found a bed for me, like... They, they, every single time they told me, like, you know, you're not really supposed to do this. You're supposed to go through the ER. And I'm like, well, then quit letting me in because I'm on a six out of six batting record here. So they let me in. They sent me off to this place called Heritage Oaks Hospital. And I was terrified. Like, I'd never been to a psych ward before. And I was, like, anticipating, like, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Like, people are going to be nuts. Like, I'm not looking forward to this. And, like, if you're, if you're struggling right now and you're scared, like, the psych ward 
it isn't that bad. Like, I've never had an experience in the psych ward where I'm just like, that was the worst five days, ten days, fifteen days of my life. Like, every single time I've been like, I've come out of it better than I went in. Like, they have a lot of, a lot of therapists there, a lot of therapy, a lot of psychiatrists. Like, you make some friends in there. Like, not, I mean, you'll meet some characters for sure, but you'll probably meet some people who are more like you than you think they are. And, uh, so yeah, I got there and they gave me my bed and, like, just so you know, every bed in a psych hospital is pretty much a block of wood with a slab of fabric on it. They are not comfortable, but you're not there for comfort, you're there to, to get well. And um, on this particular trip, like, I made a couple of good friends. I made a potential girlfriend who I invited to my next room and board. Like, they sent me to a new room and board, and I invited her over. And she came and sat on the bed with me with my four new roommates, and it was fucking weird, and I wish I never did that. And she ended up stealing all of my medication, so that was cool. Shout out to you, Veronica. Um, The next time I went in was a lot better like i had a great experience like a different hospital the only one i've attended since because every time like i had such a good experience that first time like every time is that's where i go the staff is great it's called sutter psychiatry uh sutter psychiatric in sacramento california and um there's a great staff and like they are caring and loving and like it's very very helpful for me but the first time I went in there, like, I also was just depressed, and I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, every time, like, I get out of these places, I feel great, and then I decline over the months and until I get to a suicidal level again. And that's why this time I'm, like, I'm trying something different. I'm coming out with goals. And one of my goals is to start a new podcast. And that's why I'm kind of getting the ball rolling on this, trying to figure out the app, trying to, you know learn this thing as I go here and uh so stay tuned for that I got I got another thing coming soon stay tuned for that that'll be a lot more fun with a lot less depressing content but uh when I was at Sutter Psychiatric I I met a girl who like I'm horrible when it comes to girls I'm horrible when it comes to relationships just like recognizing signs like, a girl pretty much has to grab me by the wiener before I'm like, oh, hey, I think she might be into me. But uh, this girl, I will not name her, but uh, she she and I got along famously, and, like, we really hit it off in there. And, like, it wasn't even anything romantic either. I was just telling my stories, kind of getting to know her and just goofing off and being funny. And, like, she left her like diary open one day on the little table out there and I was like well she left it open I'll just glance over and see what it says and it says something about like oh shit like I'm doing it again I'm falling in love again like his name is Joel and he's fucking beautiful I have never heard my name written down with the words fucking beautiful attached to it so I was like oh shit like maybe I should make a move on this one and I did and she accepted and we dated for about two months before she went into a methamphetamine psychosis and disappeared from my life so uh haven't had the best luck with women but i'm working on it having a good time trying to trying to 
stay positive and tell my story. It might help other people. Like, psych wards aren't the best place to find a life mate. But um, I just got out of there recently. Like, I just spent another, like, probably 13, 14 days because Thanksgiving's a big trigger for me. It's when, I, it's when my first suicide attempt happened. My only real suicide attempt happened. And when I was in there, I met a doctor who really, like, flipped my brain around. He, he, let, me, he let me understand that medication's probably not going to fix this. Because I'd been on all of them, like Depakote, Prozac, Wellbutrin, Cymbalta, uh, just a bunch of them. I've been on a bunch of them. And every time I feel good for a little bit, and then I don't. And it's always a big crash, and I don't, I don't wish that on anybody to just get the rug pulled out from under you when you're on medication like that, because it, it's rough, man. And so, like, he let me know, like, he's like, yeah, like, you're very medication resistant, and I think the only way that you can flip this thing around is you need to, you need to, like, face some truths and get honest with yourself and, like, what you want out of life and what you want to do, like, you you wonder why you have these racing thoughts. It's because you're living a life unfinished. Like during this conversation, you've told me three goals that you would like to attempt that you haven't. And like those goals left unfinished in your mind leaves your mind to wander toward danger zone. So yeah, like I think like I've always thought podcasting was interesting and I wanted to give it a whirl. Like like I said, my actual new podcast will not be this depressing. But I, just, I needed something to start with and something to learn how this thing works. But uh, yeah, he, he just told me that and I was like, wow. Like I, I don't know why it clicked, but it did. Like I mentioned, I mentioned a possible like love interest again. Like I would love to have someone who fucking loves me and cares about me and someone to cuddle with and watch fucking Netflix with. And he was just like, is there someone you have in particular in mind? And I was like, I don't know, maybe, kind of. And he's like, well, if you don't let them know, that's still living your life unfinished. And he's like, are you afraid they'll say no? Or are you afraid they're going to say yes? And I was like, fuck you, bud. <laughs> like, I didn't want to hear that. I was just like, I don't know, man. I, this, is, this is tough. But uh, he got me to realize, yeah. Like, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna put me on, like, seven different pills, and, like, that's gonna be the cocktail that gets this turned around. So I began writing a list of goals that I have, and then the next day I began a list of things I can do to stay motivated towards that goal. And, like, every day I'm, I'm doing at least one thing. I'm accomplishing at least one goal that I set for that day which is something I've never done before. I usually just wake up and watch the clock tick by and wait for it time to fucking go to sleep again. And it's an awful existence. And, like, I have friends that love me and they want to see me here and they want to see me succeed and thrive. And I love them. I love them more than I've loved myself. But, like, I need to start learning to love myself and get that, get that ball rolling. And, like... I wish, like, I don't know. I wish I had a current therapist, but I do not. I'm, like, I'm starting over again with a new therapist, and, like, 
My old therapist would have loved to hear this fucking nonsense. But, uh, I don't know. Thanks for listening, I guess. Uh, so, I set these goals for myself, these daily goals. And keep in mind, this is like three days old. Like, this could go off the tracks, but I'm trying not to let it. But so far, I feel really good. Like, I feel really, really good about possibilities and dreams and like just don't be a dream crusher you know those are the worst kind of people if someone tells you like i want to i want to go out and like find scarlett johansson and go on a date with her go hell yeah bud give it a shot what do you got to lose i'll just be like nah that's not gonna happen is it like don't be a dream crusher those are those are foul people in your life and i i have a couple of those and i'm really trying to sever sever those relationships because they've made me feel fucking horrible about myself for a really long time like a really really long time and like i like i feel focused and goal oriented for literally the first time since i was probably in college and I'm 41 now. I guess I should have started with that. Like, I'm 41. My depression really started around, like, 25 or so. So it's been a minute. Like, I've been, I've been hurting for a while. But, um, anyway, I feel like I've rambled on long enough. I kind of just use this to learn how this podcast thing works and to uh, let y'all know to stay tuned for a... Uh, a podcast with a partner that I shall be I shall be uh releasing in the near future. So stay tuned, my lovelies.